The Bird Show. All right, have you guys ever been in a situation, moving on now, where it's a tense situation, somebody says something, you react in a way that kind of makes you look a little on the lame side, then you think about it later, how you would have, how you should have reacted, but the time has passed, so there's no do-over? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of the examples off the top of my head. I but- can think of one for you. Which, when that listener called up and called you out, your, that was your neighbor oh, on no. the radio. I was happy with how I handled you were? that. Yeah, okay. I was. I was mad. You thought you were mad because you thought I was being a doormat. <laughs> I but thought you were being too nice. I you thought I was being too nice, but I was protecting my um, because this is in my neighborhood and this was like across the street from me. So I was just trying to protect my peace in my neighborhood because I didn't want to drive home every single day and have like that that anxiety this was the curb appeal thing so abby on the air (laughs) i had brought this story about how somebody's car was parked in front of my house right and this was my god this was over a decade ago okay and so when you buy a house you spend that money you're very proud of it and so this busted car was parked in front of my house every single day they weren't coming to my house right they were going somewhere somewhere else but I never could figure out who it was. It was just this busted car every day parked in front of my house. And it was driving me crazy. I'm like, wherever you're going, park in front of their house. Like, I just think that's common courtesy. Anyway. It's the first time I had ever heard the phrase ruining my curb appeal. <laughs> I hated it. It drove me crazy. And I also wasn't on meds at this time, okay? <laughs> okay. And so I, I came on the air and I talked about it. And then we decided I was going to leave a note on the car. So I left a note on the car and I was very, I was nice about it. I wasn't like a, a you know, a total biatch. Like I was nice. But then I saw like, and so then I did a stakeout at my house and I was like in the window and I was like watching the whole time. And then I saw the person come out and then other people came out and then there was a gathering <laughs> with the note by the car. And so I still didn't know who it was. And I went on the air and talked about it. And said neighbor called in. (gasps) Yes, while I was talking about it. And she was quite confrontational. We put her on the air. Yes, we put her on the air. She was quite confrontational. Um, She did not like the way I handled the situation. Does she still live there? No, no. Okay, so let's talk crap about her. She was really, really mean. (laughs) She was really aggressive and really, really mean. What did she say? I I don't remember what she said, but the attitude. Uh And I was just, I was very much in the wrong for what I did. And why didn't I just come talk to her? And I go, I couldn't come talk to you because I didn't know whose car it was and I didn't know whose house they were going to. Like, I never saw that. I just always saw the car. And it turns out it was her nanny, okay? So it was her nanny parking in front of my house, blah, 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 whatever. And so I was very kind and gracious because I didn't want to, like, make a big stink because this is where I live and this is, like, my sanctuary here. You are a beautiful representation for Jesus that morning. <laughs> I was cringing. I was ready to go at this listener, man. I mean, this was, I remember, Carl was the one answering phones. And I remember him coming in the studio and being like, your neighbor's on the line. Your neighbor's on the line. And I was like, and you looked at me with, like, ching 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 And so while I will say, (laughs) this is not a drill, people. This is a real bit. (laughs) While I will say, I probably did take a little more than I should have. I am happy with the way I handled myself. I even afterwards took a bottle of wine over there and a note, or she, she left a note first on my car. 
left a note <gasps> on my car, but it was like a kind, like we were trying to like make amends or whatever. And then they moved out shortly thereafter because they were just leasing the house because her husband was a resident. And he was a doctor somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. So I wish that you would have handled it differently. Okay, You're you, fine with the way you handled it. I was until now. Bring that up. Dude, I'm not kidding you. There was multiple breaks after that, and Bert's like, "Why did not you stand up for yourself? She treated you like a doormat. You should have said something." And I'm like, "I need it." For me, it would be, and then we're gonna get um, uh, a friend of Mo's on here in a second who would like to do this very thing, kind of make it up for a situation they were confused by. Uh, for me, I've told you guys this before, man. I was uh, working for that radio station in Dallas, right? <laughs> and uh, I was the guy that went out in the van and represented the morning show, and I'm giving out t-shirts to a whole bunch of listeners to the Kid Craddock show in, from KISS FM, and I'm hanging out with listeners, and one of them comes up to me and seriously, seriously, because I'm a short guy, says, are you officially a midget? What? Yeah. Swear to God, man. Yeah. Swear to God. Wow. And, I, and you said what? I, I was really nice. Uh -huh. I, I was really, really nice about it. But I could, I, you know how like when you're in such an embarrassing situation that the movies portray this so well where everybody is laughing and it's the only thing you can hear, like the <laughs> laughter go, right, goes on and on and on. I was nice about it, but man, I wish I would have dug in and said something. And it haunted me. <laughs> it haunted me. <laughs> That's a wild question to ask somebody. I mean, yeah. And he was a hundred, he wasn't trying to be insulting. Yeah. He was just, good old boy. Hey, I got a question for you, man. <laughs> you officially a midget? Oh, <laughs> All these listeners. <laughs> oh, my God. Emotionally, that's exactly how I felt at the moment. Um, all right, so your friend here wants do-over. Yes, so we've all been in these situations, as y'all just have made examples of, where someone says something to you, and it just catches you off guard. And the moment is just takes you by surprise, and you may not have the best response in that moment, and then it haunts you. Like I said, you think about it when you're sleeping at night. Why did I say that? I should have said this. You freeze, you stutter, whatever. Yes, and so last week I came in with a story where I told y'all that that happened to my guy because there are a lot of times in life, especially us as black people, sometimes we get questions from white people that you are just not fully prepared to answer, and you're not exactly sure how to take the question. And this was one of those instances where we were out, we were on vacation, we were having a good time, we're like the life of the party in this place. It's lit in there. And this guy comes up to my dude out of nowhere. Oh, white dude? White dude. And my friend is is black, and he has on a shirt that says King, Black King. And I think that's all the shirt said. We can ask him more specifically in a second. But the guy literally, like, kind of stops the party in a way where it's just like this becomes the focus, this conversation and this question that he's about to ask my guy. And he just asked him real matter-of-factly, like, what are you the king of? Mm. And was the presentation. So this is an inquisitive. This is, you can already tell the question is coming from an insulting place. I thought so. Uh -huh. that, that's how I received it. I don't know if he meant for it to be insulting, but the way that he asked it was like, Almost like he was a bit disgusted that you would have on a shirt that says king if you're not the king of something. No, if you're coming up to a group of strangers and commenting on a shirt that somebody is wearing because it's irritating you so bad and you're asking, what are you the king of? That's not coming from a place of, huh, I wonder if he's a king or something. Mm -hmm. You're coming over to make a point and to make a stink about something. So at that point, I think we all stopped and kind of waited for what my guy's answer was going to be. And I thought he was going to come with the fire. I thought he was going to bring it and have something really good that was going to make this guy feel like a fool for even asking the question. 
Well, he didn't. He didn't. He, I think, I think he kind of was shocked and taken aback like all of us. And I believe he said his exact words was, I'm the king of myself. Oh, no. And, and, a just, question, and then with a question? Yeah. No, like, no, like, he no, wasn't no. even sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> so as we talked about it, we came up with the idea to give him a redemption moment, to not only speak on exactly what he felt in that moment, but to take that and what better time to do it than the first day in Black History Month. All right. Right, right, to get him some redemption. Take it back. Take it back. Let's change history. Yes, we're going to change black history right now. <laughs> we're changing it. We're starting it off right. So let's get him on the line and figure out a way where we can make this better for him. Are we purposely not saying his name just yet? No, you can say his name. Okay, you say his name. His name is Key. What up, okay. Key? Hey, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Key, good to hear from you, man. All right, dude, this is the time. This mm-hmm. is it right here. Did you come with one response, or did you come with a whole bunch of ways that you should have responded? I have one response that I think I should have definitely hit him with, but it didn't, you know, I was in shock at the moment, and I didn't really, it just caught me off guard because I didn't really think anything of the shirt. So I didn't, that was the last thing I thought he was going to ask me a question about. So are you are you in the same boat as Mo? Like this guy came up not because he was inquisitive, because but because he was trying to be a D word. Yeah, I think yeah. so because the shirt actually said um, it had a chess piece on it. It was a king on the chess piece, and the shirt said um, "Black King, the most powerful piece in the game." That's what the shirt said. So it was pretty like mm-hmm. I didn't think of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, so when he hit me with the question. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he was like, your shirt. Your shirt says you're black king. What the heck are you the king of? Oh. <laughs> I didn't even know he threw that in And there. if he said it like that, that's yeah. triple uh, insulting right there. All right, so okay. here we go, Key. We're all at the table. We're all sitting there having a great time. This dude walks up. He says that. We all turn. Key, we're all looking at you. What are you going to say back? You are looking at the king of Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked. That was it. That would have worked. That is what you should have went with. 100% what you should have gone with. Yes. yes. <laughs> Close your eyes at once and disappear. And then everybody at the table does what? And who cares? How long ago was this? Uh, this was a, what, a few months ago? Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Right. The way we will rewrite this history now, uh-huh. moving forward, Key, is you will always tell the story with your ending today. Yes, the sir. first one never even happened, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My, My man, King of Wakanda, baby. <laughs> <laughs> My dude. The Bird Show. <laughs>